as long as you're scrolling through your phone, checking out your friend's latest Instagram post, take a moment to download the Radio Potomy app. Take the app with you wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Stay updated with top and bottom of the hour news and the latest weather forecast. Plus, you can listen live to local talk shows, nationally syndicated programs, and listen to previous interviews you might have missed, all in crystal clear digital audio. It's called the Radiopotomy app. Find it in your Google Play or Apple App Store from your friends at News Talk 710 KURV. Morning news on 710 KURV. Top newsmakers. Here's Sergio Sanchez. Economic status report. City of Harlingen. The market immediately around it. Orlando Campos is with the Economic Development Office for Harlingen. Orly, welcome back. Well, let's look at some of the statistics you're dealing with year to date. Let's start with some new arrivals, business openings. What, what comes to mind, Orly? Well, I think one of the uh, big uh, companies that uh, will be opening up this week, and a lot of residents are very excited, is, of course, uh, Academy, which will add to the uh, diversity of the local retail base here in the the, uh, community. We're working with a few others that we haven't announced uh, yet. Um, And, of course, Walk-Ons has started construction of their new restaurant here in Harlingen as well. So I know that residents are very, very excited. The two uh, other that. projects that you were mentioning, are they as big as Academy, or is it like restaurants or hotels? Or what type of industries, yeah. can you say? We're working with one of them. In fact, we will be visiting them in January. And so they're looking at, at, at uh, a manufacturing facility here in the uh, the community. And so it's a fairly large nice. operation nice. that we're very excited about. Uh, we also have a few others in the pipeline who haven't made any decisions yet, but we're closely monitoring and and working with uh, as well to showcase Harlingen, and hopefully they'll make a decision to come to the uh, community. You've got some really nice square footage at the airport as a result of that rocket component manufacturer leaving town pretty soon. Anything new, uh, prospects, looking at that area? Yeah. Well, the uh, company that we will be visiting in January actually will, is uh, eyeing that building. It's a um, uh, maintenance, repair, and overhaul type of operation closely tied uh, to the uh, aviation industry. So it's, it would be a perfect fit for that building. Orlando Campos with Harlingen EDC joining us. The mall. The other day I found out you've got an Ollie's. Well, that discount retailer, that popular one, it's inside the mall, right? Yes. When'd you open that up? Oh, it's been a while. Wow. <laughs> they need more signage around there. I've been driving by the mall several times. Didn't realize there wasn't Ollie's inside. What else can you tell me about the mall property and yeah, either bringing yeah. more retail or, or, I don't know, call centers? Or what's the plan with that property? Yeah, the uh, property is for sale, and so we're working very closely with the commercial real estate broker that has the uh, the listing. Uh, we've met with a few potential buyers uh, to look at the uh, the mall itself. Obviously, like many malls, uh, not, ju- not just here in Harlingen, but throughout the country, um, are slowly starting to fade away. So people that take over a lot of these properties often look at potential redevelopment opportunities. And so we're hoping that uh, the same thing happens here in Harlingen with uh, our mall. 
Orlando Campos with Harlingen Economic Development. Yeah, Orlando, Tim Sullivan here. With that in mind, uh, there was, you know, that one attempt by uh, the company that, that tried to redevelop that mall was, I would say, partially successful. Is there another type of company out there that you're talking with or could be talking with that could uh, finish the job? Yeah, we're working with a few other developers that are looking at um, redeveloping the mall, um, bringing in some retail, but also other potential uses that would be a good fit and create that uh, uh, that density of people working around there that could feed into the retail. Are you seeing any any phone calls coming into Harlingen that complement the massive economic expansion that we see right next door in Brownsville at the port, the thousands upon thousands of jobs coming because of liquefied natural gas? SpaceX is expanding exponentially at their site there at Boca Chica. And, of course, there's always spinoff, and, and it, you know, it works down the road. Anything complementing that, either hotels or maybe other service businesses? Yeah, we've got a few hotels that we're also working with that are looking at the area. Obviously, Valley International Airport is a huge driver of a lot of the uh, business travel into uh, the region. Um, and it's not just uh, companies located in Brownsville, but it's basically companies that are located throughout the entire region that are dri- that is driving a lot of our growth. When you look at the entire Rio Grande Valley, you have two large nodes uh, to the west of us and to the southeast of us that are growing. So Harlingen is sort of that ideal location that companies who want to take advantage of all the opportunities that the entire Rio Grande Valley offers would be the ideal place to uh, establish operations and easily take advantage of all these operations throughout the our region. Orlando Campos with so Harlan. Work- yes, sir. Go ahead, finish the thought. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, so we are look- working with a few companies uh, that have that mentality of, of understanding the valley and sort of being a little bit more centrally uh, located. Orlando Campos with Harlingen Economic Development. Construction numbers or retail numbers or job numbers for the area year to date. Anything you want to share? Sure. Harlingen is definitely growing. Uh, we've been, uh, the community has been breaking records in, in terms of total permits that have been issued over the last year between January and September alone. The city has issued over $148 million worth of uh, permits, uh, residential as well as commercial developments here in the community. And it's the highest number that it's been uh, in history for the community. And so obviously this is testament of the tremendous growth uh, that the uh, community is experiencing. Okay, record numbers in construction for Harlingen. The university... Yeah, have, uh, yeah go ahead. I'm sorry. No, and I, I also was going to mention that there's a, uh, the Rio Grande State uh, Center, which is a hospital located here in Harlingen, will be expanding, building a brand-new 50-bed uh, um, facility and uh, bring with it 200 jobs. So it's a $120 million investment that will definitely help the community and help grow our medical base here. That medical facility, where is it going to be located, Orly? It, the um, state facility is located on Rangerville Road, so they've got enough vacant um, land right adjacent to the property where the new hospital will be built. Okay. Can you describe it a bit more? Tell me a bit more about that facility. Sure. Obviously, the uh, state hospital is uh, run by the state, and so they provide medical services 
to uh, indigent, low-income patients. And so the uh, state of Texas allocated additional funds for facilities throughout the entire state. So there will be other facilities in other parts of the uh, state, and Harlingen was one of the locations that they chose for expansion. That's uh, Texas Health Human Services uh, Office. That's going to be a hospital run by them, the Texas Department of Health? Yes. Full-fledged hospital? Um, yes. First I hear that. By when will it be in operation? Um, it will probably be in operation in about two years or so. They're, um, uh, it's brand-new construction, so obviously that will take time. Okay. Are they moving dirt on it already? Can it, trying to get it ready? Uh, not yet. But it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an approved project, though. It's, it's ready to go. Yeah. Okay. Funding has been approved by the legislation, and so they'll be moving forward with that. Okay. Uh, Valley Baptist, uh, the University of UTRGV Medical School, any news related to that? I know they've, they've always got projects nearby. Yeah. The um, um, medical school, obviously, working uh, very closely with the uh, local hospitals. Um, they're seeing patients from the Valley that are referred uh, to them. They still have growth for uh, expansion, and so they'll low, uh, slowly be ramping up here in the community. You get the podiatry you, school, right? The school of podiatry there in Harlingen. Yeah. Okay. And the school get of that. mental health as well. Ten four, and the school of mental health. Orly, I, I got a one minute left. Kaufman Fast Track is back in the news. What is that, Orly? The uh, program will start in uh, late January. So anyone that is interested in participating should uh, contact uh, our offices, and uh, we will get them uh, registered. Describe it real quick um, in 30 seconds. Give me the elevator pitch on that. What is it? The uh, Kaufman Fast Track Program is an intense uh, seven-week program that helps entrepreneurs and small businesses build capacity and understanding on how to start and run a business. So it's not just for entrepreneurs, but also for small business Small business already up and running. All right. Orly, uh, contact the Economic Development Office for information on Kaufman Fast Track, that seven-week series that starts in uh, mid-late January. Thank you, Orly, and best of luck, continued success. Orlando Campos, Director of Harlingen Economic Development. As long as you're scrolling through your phone, checking out your friend's latest Instagram post, take a moment to download the Radio Para Mi app. Take the app with you wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Stay updated with top and bottom of the hour news and the latest weather forecast. Plus, you can listen live to local talk shows, nationally syndicated programs, and listen to previous interviews you might have missed, all in crystal clear digital audio. It's called the Radiopotomy app. Find it in your Google Play or Apple App Store from your friends at News Talk 710 KURV. You're listening to the best of the Valley's morning news. Here's Sergio. Download the free app for 710KURV and all our sister stations at Radio United. Crisp, clear audio and access to previous programs from 710KURV only at Radio Parami. Download it. It's free. Let's go to City Hall. McAllen, our city manager, Roy Rodriguez. Of course, the big news this weekend is the huge parade, the Christmas tradition at McAllen. Ten years already, right, Roy? Wow. 
Yeah, that's right, Sergio. Good morning. Uh, we're really excited about our 10th year anniversary, and uh, you know, looks like the weather may hold up, so good. we're going to have a great time out there. Ten four, which is uh, of course the parade is only part of the much bigger Christmassy celebration that has also become a tradition for McAllen. Have you had a chance to gauge the economic impact? A number of tourists, folks who come in from Corpus, Laredo, San Antonio, uh, other parts to take everything in over the entire month of December again with the campus, the Christmassy campus or at the convention center. We got uh, the Nutcracker performance also taking place, uh, I believe the second Saturday of, of December. Lots of Christmas based activity for tourists in McAllen. Have you had a, had a chance to, to gauge the economic impact of, of this activity? You know, we, re, we have, uh, you know, through the years as we've produced more venues and more events, uh, such as the South Pole, which runs over for over one month, um, we do it on an individual basis. Uh, in other words, we'll hire uh, UTRGV to do uh, economic impact analysis on the parade, on the South Pole, and so on. And it fares very, very well. And then anecdotally, you know, all of our friends in the hospitality business, especially the hotels, tell us that they do very well. I mean, they love these events uh, because it brings in folks from all over the, the region and, and Mexico. Does this activity uh, spur the Chamber of Commerce, uh, you know, maybe tourism folks, convention visitors, to advertise more in Monterrey, you know, for Christmas shopping, San Antonio, Laredo. What, what type of, of marketing push are we making to bring folks down to McAllen? Oh, you know what? We've expanded our marketing in McAllen the last 10 years dramatically. And in fact, coincidentally, last night at a city commission meeting, we had a budget amendment because the chamber, uh, McAllen Chamber of Commerce, increased their contribution towards marketing. We do a joint venture with the chamber um, and all of our uh, departments that that attempt to bring in tourism, and uh, we put a pot together of some three three quarters of a million dollars for marketing alone. So it's a great uh, team effort. Uh, one of my uh, staff here chairs that committee. Her name is Rebecca. I think you've had her on your show. Let's all begin. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and so yeah, so we 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 have a huge push. And it's constant. I mean, it's year-round. Uh, it's something that we've done for many, many years. Uh, again, we go from Laredo to Corpus to Brownsville, and even up to San Antonio a little bit. And right. then, of course, all over Mexico. Mexico is very important to us. Roy Rodriguez is our city manager for McAllen. Yeah, Roy, Tim Sullivan here. Uh, back to the parade for a minute, the 10th anniversary, as we mentioned. Uh, anything really special that folks who attend can look forward to on this? Uh, are you putting anything special on for the 10th anniversary uh, version of the parade? Well, you know what, Tim? We take great pride in um, changing it every year. I mean, we actually build new floats every year, depending on who our sponsors are. And even even uh, sponsors that are returning sometimes want their their float changed. So we actually rebuild the floats every single year. So al although we have our iconic floats, the you know the the one that Santa rides in and our train and so on, <laughs> yeah. the rest of them are new. And so that's really cool for the audience and and the Rio Grande Valley because they're not going to see the same floats every year. And there's 50 of them. That's it's a huge huge parade. That changes. We are going to have a musical. We're calling it a musical extravaganza before the parade at the stadium. 
And one of the things that we announced yesterday is that the step-off band, the, in other words, the first one coming out of the chute, is the is the brand new marching band of UTRGV. Oh, so we're really nice, excited about perfect, that. very nice. Yeah, very nice. And so everything else is the same. That the route is the same, um, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, the route's the same. I mean, we've put a lot of work and energy into securing that route, making it safe. Uh, even the signals that we have there are we're able to move um, temporarily while the parade is going to come through. Uh, we work very well with Real Valley Switching, which is the local railroad that uh, that uses the Union Pacific Railroad here on Business 83. So it's all coordinated, and uh, we've got it down to a science. Doesn't mean it's perfect every year, but it's close. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're we're not going to change that. Uh, that's Rod Rodriguez, our city manager for McKinley. He said musical at the beginning of everything. I was, I was thinking more like, uh, you know, maybe some local superstars, uh, choreographed number, like dance and all that. They have Jim Darling out there and friends that do like it. But it's it's bands, it's music, a lot more music at the beginning of the event, which will be. <laughs> well, Jim may be out there. You never can tell what he's going to do. So. Yeah, look for the guy in bicycle shorts. That'd be Jim with a bike out there somewhere. Hey, right. uh, this will be broadcast statewide again, right? Yeah, so we're very excited about that. Um, it's going to be broadcast nationwide in all of the major uh, hubs of our Spanish sister um, radio and TV. So on Christmas Day, around the United States, you will be able to see the McAllen Parade. That is so awesome. That is nice. Uh, to be able to do that. So for the people that are on the floats, you know they can't see it. They can't. They kind of experience the crowd, and that's a lot of fun. But then they'll be able to go home on Christmas Day and go watch it. Repeat. So we're very excited about. Very that. nice. Very nice. All right. Uh, some feathers in the cap recently. McAllen, one of the top places, uh, named as one of the top places to retire. I think there's probably room to capitalize on that in the near future. The way we're growing. Yeah, well, you know, the, that that has a lot to do with cost of living and and security and safety. And we take great pride in the Rio Grande Valley that we're a very safe region. You know, obviously, people are going to describe us as they as they choose throughout the, the United States. But statistically, McAllen is one of the safest cities in the country. Yeah, well, and so uh, with that and the cost of living being what it is, yep. we have a real advantage. And so uh, we've seen that that growth in retirees. We love our winter Texans as you do. We, we realize how important they are to, to us as a culture because they've been here so long and to our economy. So Maybe. we welcome them. Sure. Welcome them with Maybe a good chance to arms. keep more of them with our expanding medical opportunities and, and services down here. And uh, as you mentioned, cost of living, uh, maybe they can they can stick around. Hey, and any quick update on brick and mortar projects? Uh, I know we were talking about the reservoir last time. What can you report? Yeah, the reservoir project continues. Uh, we're still in the in the planning phase. This is going to be this is going to be a long project uh, because it's a it's a big project, and we've got one shot at it. And so we have to do it right. The city commission is totally engaged in that project. We report to them every few every few months in executive session. And until we announce what it is, you know, unfortunately, we're going to continue to do that because it is an economic development project and some folks are going to put some skin in the game and some real dollars and and until we announce it we won't show the plan itself but we're getting close 
Um, they just gave us the next phase approval um, two meetings back, and so we're very excited about the reservoir project. It's gonna it's gonna turn us into a definitely a a, a place where people in the valley are gonna enjoy and, and Mexico and yeah, it's definitely I, gonna um, be a destination. I've got less than a minute, uh, Roy. Uh, this reservoir, of course, the, the some folks will be asking, what are you talking about reservoir project? The, the mo- moving the buoy reservoir near the airport to a much much larger location, right? That's that's the obje- objective, to have a much larger reservoir, right? Yeah, actually, Sergio, that happened. Uh, we did it many years ago in anticipation of developing this project, this site. So the, the reservoir is already constructed. It's south of the airport. That's why you can't see it. You're, you're able to see it when you fly in, okay. uh, but it is south of the airport. It is double the capacity than the one we have here on the expressway, and it's ready to go. The PUB did it so that when we're ready to develop, you basically you know valve off one area and uh, reroute the water to All the right. water plant. So we did a great job. Thank you, Roy. Roy Rodriguez, our city manager for McAllen. Only News Talk Station, News Talk 710 KURV. You're listening to the best of the Valley's morning news. Here's Sergio. City of Mission is a no refusal city. You know what that means because of drinking and driving. Assistant Police Chief for our City of Mission is Ted Rodriguez. Chief, appreciate your time. Is this a no refusal year round from this point on? What, what's the what's the plan? Yes, sir. Exactly. So uh, our city council, uh, through our leadership, decided to to make this a, a no refusal city year round and from here on out. So, so what it means is, if any person is detained or arrested for suspicion of um, driving while intoxicated, um, they have an option of either voluntarily providing a specimen of their breath. And if they refuse to do so, then our our officers are instructed to to obtain a search warrant that it would be signed by a judge. And uh, with the use of that search warrant, they right. they will uh, draw blood from from any any suspect of uh, of driving while intoxicated. Which means having a judge on call and having a nurse on call to get the job done, right? There at the city, at the <clears throat> that, police. Yes, sir. So so we do have. We have municipal judges that are licensed attorneys, um, and they they are on call for us. So we we actually do have our our standalone system here, where where we can uh, communicate with our uh, municipal attorney, who is a licensed uh, municipal judge, who is a licensed attorney, and uh, he he can sign those warrants for us. Our assistant police chief for Mission Ted Rodriguez joining us. We're talking about. City of Mission, no refusal for de- suspected DUI. Yeah, Chief Rodriguez, Tim Sullivan here. Is Mission the first city in Hidalgo County to go no refusal, to stand alone on no refusal? 
Oh, as a, a year-round city, yeah. yes, sir, it is. Uh, you know, all, all the other cities, uh, there there is a campaign right now that uh, there is a no refusal campaign going on, but it's only a temporary campaign. The city of Mission has made this a permanent uh, situation here, where where we will be no refusal city year-round. Have you heard any rumblings as to whether Hidalgo, obviously you don't need county approval then to do this, but have you heard any rumblings of Hidalgo County, the county itself, as Cameron County is uh, going no refusal countywide? I, I have not heard of it, uh, but, you know, it is a good initiative. I mean, it, it, it's, uh, it does impact families and uh and for us, it's important to make sure that the safety and welfare of everybody within within our, in our case, our jurisdictional boundaries are safe. So for for us, it's really important to make sure that that we keep our community safe. So that's that's why we decided to go this route. Do you have a um, you know like an educational campaign, a media campaign, PR type of campaign to get the word out? Uh, it's another possible way to you know, keep people from driving while drunk in the first place, you know, so they know that this is what's going to happen if they do get stopped. Absolutely. You know, we, we, we always want to educate our public. We always want to reach out and, and let them know and, and give them options, right? Uh, you know, we, we, we're not against people having fun. That's, that's absolutely not the situation here. We, we want everybody to enjoy their holidays, but we don't want to, we don't want to have any tragedies, right? So, you know, we, we ask the community that, you know, they if they're going to go out and have some drinks to make some type of accommodation, whether it's a Lyft, Uber, or, or a taxi, what, whatever whatever choice of transportation they, they decide to, to take, you know, do it responsibly. And, you know, we, we, we do encourage our, our public to do that. We do have our campaign, you know, uh, pushing out on our social media pages. And, and we, we encourage people to find an alternate way yeah. in, in uh And it's so transport. easy to do that these days, as you just mentioned, Absolutely. a number of options there. Absolutely. You know, it's it's, it's, it's about $20 to go from one side of the valley to the other. You know, it's not going to cost you too much. You know, where, where in the other hand, if, if you decide to drink and drive, it can be very costly, you know, very, very costly to, to you and to someone else's family as well. So yeah. that, that's what we're trying to prevent. 10-4. Um, our assistant police chief for Mission, Ted Rodriguez, joining us. And I would imagine uh, I got a chance to speak with the chief a little bit, uh, Cesar Torres. And he was telling me you guys landed uh, several million dollars and I think are bringing aboard several new officers. So uh, fattening up the, the manpower, uh, likely going to help you do the patrols and try to catch uh, DUI suspects a bit more here in the near future. We just got a grant uh, for a million dollars, and that's going to augment our uh, force by eight more officers. Uh, these are going to be COP officers, uh, community-oriented policing officers. Uh, so, you know, it takes it takes us anywhere from uh, six months to six to eight months to be able to 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 properly train these officers so they can be out on, on full force, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that's an average about anywhere from six to eight months, uh, but. In addition to that, we, we also uh, are recipients of a TxDOT grant. Because uh, since we were talking about DWI enforcement, we had about $30,000 in TxDOT grant money awarded to us to augment our patrol staff um, during the, this holidays 
to have officers just working strictly DWI enforcement. So, um, you know, we, we, we always do force multipliers when, when it comes to the, the holiday seasons. We want to have as many officers out there as we possibly can. And this grant money really helps us with our operational budget. So it helps us put more officers out on the road to keep our community even safer. Yeah, it's in four. And what does it say, Chief? Uh, seriously, look, I, I've reflected on this uh, time to time uh, on on the talk show. Uh, Texas at one point was leader in the nation when it came to DWI. Hidalgo County was number one at one point in Texas. Mm-hmm. So that made us number one when it came to DUI, DWI. It's a, it's a, and that was years ago, Chief. That, I'm, talking, I'm talking about a statistic from almost 20 years ago. And it seems like things don't change. They don't improve. What does it say that we need to go year-round, no refusal in mission, to, to try to tamp down these numbers? Well, that's, that's what we're trying to do, right? That's what we're trying to create, a positive impact, so that, so that people are more aware of, of, of the, the risks associated with drinking and driving, right? I mean, uh, obviously, there's, there's plenty of education out there. There's plenty of information out there. And, and but you know the enforcement part of it, you know we're hoping that the enforcement part of it, you know makes makes people understand that, you know, we we mean business. We we want we're going to keep our community safe. It doesn't matter how this is done. We're 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 committed to our community. We're committed to keeping our citizens safe, and we're gonna you know increase our force. We're gonna multiply our force out there to make sure that everybody has. A good year that, you know, not just throughout the holidays, but throughout the entire year that if you are out driving with your family at whatever time of day or night, you are safe. Thank you, Chief, for your time. Thank you, Chief. And uh, you and the crew have a, a good holiday over at Mission PD. <clears throat> that is our. Thank you. Have a Merry Christmas to you, too, as well. Yes, sir. Our assistant police chief for Mission, Chad Rodriguez. As long as you're scrolling through your phone, checking out your friend's latest Instagram post, take a moment to download the Radio Para Mi app. Take the app with you wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Stay updated with top and bottom of the hour news and the latest weather forecast. Plus, you can listen live to local talk shows, nationally syndicated programs, and listen to previous interviews you might have missed, all in crystal clear digital audio. It's called the Radio Potomy app. Find it in your Google Play or Apple App Store from your friends at News Talk 710 KURV. You're listening to the best of the Valley's morning news. Here's Sergio. Let's get an update from our university, UTRGV. Dr. Guy Bailey, president of our university. Well, let's start with the big news of, of late, that new athletic complex. Uh, let's talk price tag and what do we get and how big is it? All that, Dr. B. Well, thank you. Uh, about $45 million for the for the complex. This will include uh, two practice fields, one with turf, one without turf, uh, artificial turf. Yeah. You, of course, you know, you play on both, so you need to be able to practice on both. Uh, it will include the weight training facilities, the recovery facilities. You know, players have to ice down. Uh, <clears throat> it'll include uh, uh, all of the training that's needed there. And then uh, the thing we're proudest of, we think it will include the best uh, academic success component in uh, 
uh, in our conference. So we're very pleased. We think this facility will be the best uh, in in the athletic conference we play in. And so, uh, if, as you know, players are, are attracted to those things. Those are yes, sir. things that help make them successful. And uh, and so we're very pleased with it. All right. As, of course, we, we're waiting anxiously waiting the arrival of our new football program at UTRGV. A quick recap of the other sports programs that we also fire up as a result of getting a football team real quick. Yes, we'll have swimming and diving as well, and we'll we'll hire a swimming and diving coach, uh, women's swimming and diving, uh, here right after the first of the year and begin recruiting athletes. Now, the good thing about that, the facility is already uh, up and we have a beautiful city, uh, facility that uh, is in FAR with the city of FAR. And, yeah, the big natatorium. Uh, they were extremely helpful in getting in getting the, and that natatorium is first class. It really mm-hmm. is uh, one of the best uh, in the state and the country. And so uh, we'll swim there. And so we'll be ready to compete in 24, uh, in fact, in swimming and diving. And as you know, we recruit this year in, in football. We'll have our first recruiting class. Uh, been been out in February, and then uh, uh, those players will come and practice. We'll recruit have another recruiting class, and then we in the fall of twenty five we kick off football. Dr. Guy Bailey, President UT RGV, joining us. Dr. Bailey, Tim Sullivan here, and talk about the yes. the closing of the deal now for UT RGV to get get a performing arts center for the Brownsville campus. A- absolutely, we're very pleased uh, about this. You know, we've had. Some trouble down there having getting finding venues really for our students and others to perform and uh <clears throat> the old majestic theater is something we it's of course historic very historic building something we've had our eye on for some time and we've actually negotiated that for several years but we have closed the deal off that and so uh there'll be about 45 million dollars of renovations getting that back into uh into shape for performance but we, we're starting that immediately and, and we hope with you know a year and a half two years to <clears throat> to be able to do our uh, uh, performances there it's a historic venue mm-hmm. we also think it's important uh, in the revitalization of downtown brownsville because as you know our <clears throat> brownsville campus is you know just across the street from downtown a uh, very large street but still yeah uh, what happens downtown is very important to us. And so we're very interested in the revitalization of downtown and in tying our campus to downtown. It's a it's a beautiful campus and a historic downtown. And, and we think this Majestic will be the first piece uh, in, in tying those two together. So <clears throat> we're really excited about that. We'll, we'll be <clears throat> announcing, I hope, uh, in the next couple of months, uh, something else for Brownsville. Do we need a, hmm. a, a, a venue for our fine arts as well? And so, yeah. Um, again, we're uh, we're in negotiations right now. <laughs> we want to be able to sign before we announce. And so, uh, but we think we'll have something very nice there as well. Well, can you provide any details as to what needs to get that? area that corner of downtown brownsville renovated and refurbished and and bring it up to you know get it to a state-of-the-art facility for students to uh study and well, perform in 
Right. Well, the Majestic in particular, of course, everything has to be redone. The, the staging area, the uh, uh, the you know the walls, the seating, everything. It has not been used in some time, and so and, and remember, it was built I think in 1940, and so <clears throat> everything needs to be modernized. It's really a complete overhaul in inside. Wow. It, it uh, is very extensive renovation. Uh, <clears throat> on the other hand, the bones of the building are terrific. Okay. I mean, they're, they're things that were built in 1940 were usually built pretty well. Yep. And so we think we, we think it's a, a great and historic mm-hmm. venue. And so, uh, uh, it, but it will, it will, require, I mean, essentially it is a complete uh, gutting and redoing of the interior. Well, it's a good thing the structure is, is solid as complimenting uh, yes. uh, that uh, what we would say uh, they they don't make them like they used to and it's a good thing they right. used to make them really strong <laughs> back then dr guy that, bailey that joining us true. yeah true. dr guy bailey joining us from utrgv uh, update um, i hear we got a big paycheck from national institutes of health for the genome research uh, program at the university we did we, we did as, as you probably know we have uh one of the best centers for uh, diabetes and obesity in the in the world right here on the Brownsville campus, in fact. And uh, we received a $10 million grant uh, from NIH for uh, for a, uh, a center to help diversify the whole field of genetics. And most of the people working in that center are geneticists, genomicists. And uh, again, that's not a very diverse field. And so <clears throat> we, we think we have students <clears throat> right here in the Rio Grande Valley in South Texas and Texas, uh, who would be great geneticists if they just uh, had the opportunity. And so what this grant does is expand opportunity <clears throat> for our students in some remarkable ways. We think it will have a huge impact. We're, we're very proud okay. of uh, of all of those folks and what they're doing. Yeah, I saw the crew out and there. And by the way, we, yes, sir. we'll be cutting ribbon on a new uh facility for that group of avarium and uh, hmm. research labs for that group uh, probably right after the first of the year. Okay. Speeding of so That's almost completed. Okay. Uh, talking construction now, still on the health side, uh, I understand we crossed a, a certain construction milestone uh, when it came to the Cancer Research Center, well, we, the we, impressive facility. Yeah. We did. We had a topping off ceremony, and that's when you raise the highest beam and put it in place. And so... The, and again, this is very important for the construction folks, and uh, and that ceremony is held primarily for them. But we're we're right on target to have that completed within a year, and so that's a very complicated thing to. I mean, the amount of concrete when you're putting in, uh, you know, MRIs and, and other uh, really high tech machinery, the the construction is very complicated. But we'll be we'll have that. Uh, completed within a year and uh, <clears throat> right after the first of the year in 2025, it'll be open for business and we'll be able to provide care that you have to go, you know, to San Antonio or Houston to get. Yes, sir. So MD Anderson has been very helpful uh, and, you know, without their assistance, we couldn't get this done. So we're very pleased at, at that. As, as you drive by, it's a massive facility and, uh, and going to be a real asset to the valley. And of course, right uh, on the same property, we have the 
collegiate high school that we're doing with McAllen. And uh, right. as you can see, that's pretty close to being ready, as is the one up 281 with, uh, with, with Edinburgh. Edinburgh. So both of those collegiate high schools are making great progress as well, and they'll be open for business uh, by next school year. Well, i got less than a minute left. I guess gives us uh, just a few seconds to mention our new Vaquero marching band. We'll get a chance to see the new marching band at our big parade in McAllen, Absolutely. the Christmas parade. Yeah, We are so proud of them. They're, they've been practicing every day here, and uh, they're both in Brownsville and in McAllen, and uh, they have a great parade schedule. It kicks off with the McAllen Christmas Day Parade, which is, you know, is uh, I think the largest in the state, and uh, and uh, maybe the largest illuminated Christmas parade in the country. It's it's really quite large, and and so we're very excited about well, that. Terrific. And uh, Coach Bush will be the Grand Marshal. So, uh, you know, the one thing when you you know as president, you won't be the most recognized person. In your university, your football coach will. So, <laughs> coach, coach Bush will be the grand marshal there. We're really proud of him and what he's doing. And uh, of course, our AD Chase Conk is, All right. I think, the best I've ever worked with. So yes, sir. Terrific. Thank you, Dr. B. Dr. Guy Bailey, President, UTRGV. You're always on the go. Obviously pretty busy. Busy with work. Taking up my kids from school. From work to kids to running errands. Your entire day is a hands-on, never-ending frenzy of activity. Luckily, getting the news is now voice activated. Just say, Alexa, play 710-KURB. I'd like to know what's going on in my world. I gotta know what's going on in my city. Putting the smart in your smart speaker. I'm getting my news from you and my information. For the latest news and to find out what's happening in rich, clear audio. Just say, Alexa, play 710 KURB. You're listening to the best of the Valley's morning news. Here's Sergio. Economic status report, South Padre Island. Let's go with our Mayor Patrick McNulty. My goodness, Mayor, where do we start? Uh, let's get some of the, the stats that might be floating around in your head, sales tax collection, construction numbers, maybe some new arrivals. What, what's top of mind right now when it comes to economic activity, SPI? Well, construction's still booming on South Padre Island. There's new permits getting pulled every week, and uh, we've got a lot of construction activity on the island. Sales tax is, for the fiscal year was up, I think, 5.3%. That's pretty good. A way and ahead our, of hot, yeah. our hotel collection was somewhere around maybe 1, 1.5% down from last year. But it's still the second best year we've ever had. There's, there are a lot of homes under construction right now mm. on South Padre Island. The Shores is, is booming. That's the northern portion of the, the island, island, right? The Shores, that's the neighborhood north of the island? Yes. North of the city? Yes. Are you going to have to yeah, uh, increase your ETJ or maybe land ownership for the city in order to bring those folks into the incorporated areas, new, new pipeline, new sewage line, all that stuff? Well, the Shores is incorporated within the city of South Padre Island, and then up north, the uh, up to track 15, there's already water, sewer, and power. How far is that there, there north if of? we have any, that's probably mile, two miles north of. That's still uh, pretty good. Limits. Yeah, that's still pretty good. Our South Padre Island Mayor Patrick McNulty, status report, economic update for our city of South Padre Island. Of course, driving, the, the growth is driving north, where eventually, I hope, sometime in our lifetime, we'll see a second causeway up there. Any positive developments well, of late in conversations related to that? 
Uh, from my understanding, they're 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 working diligently with TxDOT and the CCRMA and the county judge, and they're uh, hopefully going to have some good announcements here at some point in time. Patrick McNulty, or Mayor for South Padre Allen, joining us. You had mentioned hotel occupancy; those numbers down at one and a half percent recent compared to same time last year. I would imagine that the recent success of SpaceX launch number two, launch number three coming up. Well, he wants uh, Elon Musk wants to do that before Christmas or before the end of the year. Those events drive people to the hotels at the island. They do. They they do. It's it's a it's a good economic driver for South Padre Island when they, when they have these launch scheduled and people are really excited about SpaceX and we're happy to to welcome them to South Padre Island. Give us an update on the convention center. I know last time you told us there's expansion construction. What's going on with the convention center at the island? Well, we've hired an architect and his uh, team to uh, start the design of the expansion of the convention center, and we're fine-tuning that right now. And hopefully we have construction plans and out to bid by July or August of next year. We're hoping it's going to be somewhere between 45 and $60 million expansion, and it'll be doubling the size of the current convention center. The convention center market has, has grown and, it, and it, it's changing, and, and we have found ourselves being a little bit too small for the average size convention that would fit for South Padre Island, and so therefore we're expanding that. We're adding a little community theater, 500 to 800 seats, depending on what we can get, and wanting to move more into the youth sports tourism market. This would be knocking the walls down from the present convention center and simply expanding the square footage, correct? Or, or are you looking at a new track of land? No, no. We're, we're going to expand off of the exhibit hall and off to the, on the three sides of the convention center. We're going to take the original structure, we're going to keep that, and we're going to ex- expand to the east of the current exhibit hall and add a ballroom to the west of the current convention center and then add the uh, theater to the south of the convention center. Mayor Patrick McDonald, South Padre Island, joining us. You mentioned youth sports, that the convention center would be a great place to host youth sports competitions, tournaments like that. I, I recall recently y'all had a very successful, like an invitational NCAA tournament, right, at the island? We did. And uh, again, it was, yeah, it, it's been a process and we're happy to partner with UTRGB and continue the growth of these basketball tournaments. That's low-hanging fruit for you, right? That would be like NCAA tourney. It's the island. It's the beach. All that. It'd be easier. That is, if you have the square footage. Correct. And we're we're just happy to you know to showcase the island uh, during our our off time period and move into you know more basketball, volleyball, indoor sports related items. We'll showcase the island and allow families to come and visit for the first time and, and come back again when, when when they choose. The convention center would obviously go offline as you're doing the expansion of the facility. How long do you think construction would take before we get the shiny brand new expanded convention center? A year? Two years? What do you think? We're actually going to keep the, the way it's designed is in the way it's being planned right now is that we can keep a large portion of the convention center open uh, during construction and build it in phases. We're estimating that it's about an 18-month build-out for its completion. Any advertising out of market worth mentioning right now? Well, of course, we're, we're always, you know, focused on Texas. I mean, that's our, our 
our main population of what comes to South Padre Island, but we're being supportive with uh, the Harlingen Airport and Delta and uh, American Airlines and their expansion and routes coming out of the Harlingen Airport. And of course, you know, working with McAllen, mm-hmm. we're sponsoring, you know, we're one of the sponsors for the McAllen Parade and really happy about that, the Christmas Parade. And we're going to continue marketing up in the north and Texas and Oklahoma and, you know, where we see the most return on our investment. I would say that Houston, San Antonio, Austin are our main areas which we're focused on. We just did sign a partnership with San Antonio Spurs. We've got a three-year commitment to be their official island getaway or island destination, and we're excited about that that investment and uh, hope to see great returns off that. You mentioned advertising at the McAllen Parade, the big Christmas parade taking place this weekend. What section are you sponsoring again? I've heard it in the announcements. Well, we're going to be in the parade. Uh, We've got a float in there, and then we've got a a section off there behind the stadium that has always been a a great draw for for the the event. One of the main viewing sections for the parade. Yes, one of the main viewing. You've got a lighted boat parade coming up at South Padre. You want to mention that? Of course. I mean, we have that on the same day as the McAllen Parade that we on (laughs) December Second, we, we have our lighted boat parade, and, and uh, I think we've got a, a large number of boats that are participating in it, and we're excited about that. And we have our cr- annual Christmas parade the day beforehand. And, and of course, music events also. We've got a holiday-packed weekend coming yeah, up. Yes, sir. Clayton's has always been a draw for music events, music festivals, that they get their long pier approved. And you know, what, what do you hear from them as far as drawing people to the island in your future? Well, I think Clayton's built out about 400 feet of his pier. It's looking great out there. We're excited to, to see the, the growth and the development, and he's got, a, I think, another 600 feet or so to continue out. Best of luck to you. Keep in touch. Thank you. Have a great day. Patrick McNulty, our mayor from South Padre Island. This is the only radio station in the Rio Grande Valley for the news and information you need to know. We are News Talk 710K URV. Discover our Facebook page, 710KURV, also Twitter. I'm Sergio Sanchez, and my email is sergio at kurv.com. Thank you for listening to News Talk 710KURV. As long as you're scrolling through your phone, checking out your friend's latest Instagram post, take a moment to download the Radio Parami app. Take the app with you wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Stay updated with top and bottom of the hour news and the latest weather forecast. Plus, you can listen live to local talk shows, nationally syndicated programs, and listen to previous interviews you might have missed, all in crystal clear digital audio. It's called the Radio Potomy app. Find it in your Google Play or Apple App Store from your friends at News Talk 710 KURV.